All right, welcome to a special loot time for the season premiere of Stranger Things. And uh, we are here with uh, a special host for the for today. Uh, Kevin, say hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. So this is uh, Kevin's uh, first uh, Loot Time podcast with me. Hoping to make it a, a special one since it is a uh, special edition of Loot Time. Um, as mentioned earlier, we'll be talking about Stranger Things Season 2 and a few other things strange. Um, because Loot Crate is putting out a limited edition uh, Stranger Things box. Uh, it's been out for the past couple months for sale. And uh, we thought we'd uh, sit down, watch episode one of season two, mm-hmm. um, and talk about it. Um, but first, just to let everyone know, before we will not be uh, doing any spoilers for the whole season. Nope. Um, just for season one, just because we just sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so if you have not seen episode one yet, I'd probably turn off your mic now, and or talk off, turn off your uh, speakers now, watch Fair episode warning. one. And then uh, come back and listen to the rest of it. Um, so, just to start out, uh, what would you think of season one of Stranger Things? Season one of Stranger Things, I thought, was probably one of the best original ideas ever brought to the screen. I thought, uh, just something that you haven't seen before. I thought the chemistry between the characters um, and the whole plot for Stranger Things really grabbed someone's attention. Like, you wouldn't necessarily have to be a sci-fi fan or, like, a thriller fan, but if you sat down and watched Stranger Things... Yeah, it probably probably helped to be an 80s fan. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) If you were an 80s fan, I didn't have the chance to to live the 80s, but it made me feel like... A kid again. A kid again, like, man. Definitely, and and watching those four kids for me was kind of amazing Mm because I was a kid of the 80s, and had friends that, you know, we didn't necessarily have TV to watch or video games to play like kids do now. We had our bikes and the outdoors. Go out for an adventure and make your own stuff. and Yeah, and until uh, the city decided to tear down this giant, like, wooded area behind my uh, subdivision, mm-hmm. we had just spaces to go and bike in and you know, scare the shit out of ourselves for, you know, getting lost in the in the wilderness. So much potential for you to just go out and have fun and Definitely. And that's what these kids did. They wanted to go out and just have fun and look what happens. Their best friend goes missing. Hey, things went south big time. Yeah, they I'm sure they didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they're uh sitting in their basement playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. And, you know, they had to fight off the demigorgon. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd obviously, I'm assuming, thought it was all make-believe. They didn't necessarily think it, yeah. was, it was real, but it turned extremely real pretty fast Yeah, for pretty quickly it, it it changed. Yeah, it was kind of see their best friend, you know, get, get taken by the upside down. It, a kid that age, like, you're, every weekend or what, you're playing Dungeons & Dragons and... He's Will's the wizard, and you're having a discussion of he should have done this, he should have done that, and I mean it's at a young age like that, like it's and that was another thing too is that kids could just be out on their own. I know, no parental supervision. Right. They could just go biking. I mean, obviously they had a curfew; they still had to be home at a certain mm-hmm. time. 
but it just felt so much more relaxed. And you have to imagine a world without cell phones. I mean, right. you couldn't just get a hold of your kid and be like, oh, when are you going to be home? Or, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, Joyce waited until the next morning for Will to come back and he never came never back. came back. She called, you know, Hopper and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, just don't worry. He's just a kid. Right. He's out. You know, the, the fear of kidnapping just. Right. Or just kids going missing just. Skyrocketed. Like, it's just. Yep. And. You know, I mean, I went out long enough, you know, eventually got to a friend's house with a, you know, landline phone and yeah. could place a phone call saying, I'm spending the night here, don't worry about it. Or, you know, how, like, my favorite thing was when they told one parent, oh, we're staying over at Dustin's house, and mm-hmm. Dustin told his parents, oh, we're staying over at Lucas's house, and remember, did you ever do that, where you, like, told everyone, to all your parents lies, and you were actually out just, yep, you know, just... Being kids, uh, yeah, there have been some guilty situations that I've done stuff like that when I was yeah. younger. So yeah, I mean that's season one in a in almost a nutshell. Mm-hmm. There was a demigorgon. There was a little girl named Eleven with uh, superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was interesting. But now it's a year later. It's a year later, and we're uh, dealing with the aftermath of uh, the events of season, season one, one, and Will is. Still a little kind of crazy seeing He's... what he experienced. Right. And now potentially some new dangers. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that he sees uh, outside the arcade that he visited, he kind of got, you know, scared, hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was going to talk to his friends and poof, they're gone. Everyone's gone. And he exits the arcade and it's just the beginning of the storm. It's yep. like, you know, they, they say the calm before the storm mm-hmm. and that's... Almost what it was. He just kind of had this feeling that just being, something was going to happen. Yeah, like just like how he mentions in so many times in episode one is that just the feeling of being frozen, that you're so scared that you can't can't move, like you can't look away or just. Yep, and I get that feeling when I'm in a haunted house. Haunted houses are not my not, not your my, not my forte. Yeah. <laughs> so I I, I kind of get what he was uh, get what he was going through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean. Just him not being able to talk to really anyone about right. it, except for the creepy doctor. Yep. And I kind of want to know how long that situation was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, the visiting of that doctor, because it seemed like that wasn't their first time. Right. First time there. So I just wonder, you know, obviously they said, you know, it's PTSD. He's coming mm-hmm. close to the year anniversary of you know, him being gone and, and being found, and this is kind of what he's experiencing. Right. But then it turns out it's not. It's more of a front to, I guess I don't know. I mean, obviously the scientists were in the back room listening Yeah. to the conversation and what he was, and I don't know how that's necessarily going to, right. you know, fall out, but, you know, it's got to be, they got to be using him for... For something. Something, yeah. And I want to know, too, um, you would think after the events of season one, you would know what a facility like that, they're not your local, like, electricians, like, they're a secret government. Yeah. But what persuades them to go back to, yeah. like, bring Will for help? Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, the the story that he kind of gave them was, you know, it was a storm coming. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looked like, you know, he kind of explained it. It's It's the upside down. It's where I was and not necessarily knowing how it correlates with this universe. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we kind of got an understanding from season one that it's kind of the reverse. That's why yeah. they called it the upside down. It was like the reverse of what what we're of the city is. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Those doctors are just to me they're insane. They're yeah because in episode one the doctor mentions that all the bad guys are gone. They're yeah. they're out of there, and now it's a new wave of, of these scientists, these doctors. But what you find out in episode one is that they're still going down below where the door is to yeah. the upside down. And it's kind of weird that it just is in that tiny small town. Yeah. You would think, you know, maybe it's somewhere different this time. I mean, I thought it was weird. Like when the, when it opened, it was mm-hmm. it was Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what the mile difference between Pittsburgh and Hawkins, and Hawkins is, mm-hmm. but... I mean, if it's far enough away, that just means that the per- that the you know the girl that called herself eight, eight. well they didn't call herself it her was, code, her name, code is name was eight eight um you know did she grow up did she or was she already old did she right. escape you know kind of like eleven yeah you know, got out and escaped like her backstory would be very interesting to check out to check out and see where her backstory kind of fits in with the rest of the world because she obviously has the psychic same psychic ability although mm-hmm. it's although hers is a little different yeah it made the police officer see something see that wasn't, something that wasn't there yeah. where eleven's like fuck that i'm gonna make shit right i can jump. move stuff i can <laughs> why yeah. make someone why, why why make someone think that a bridge is collapsing when i can just, just do that do it unless the upside down affects people a little Dip, bit differently yeah and that makes you think too. So you're introduced to Codename Eight, uh, the beginning of episode one. Um, is there a different age group with the with, digits with everybody else? Yeah, or were they one collective group of, group of uh, people that yeah. got tested on? Yeah, I mean it's kind of weird. Also, where I mean, where did these kids come from? Right. I mean, the one conspiracy theorist thought they might be just Russians. Russian spies. Which. It's, it's believable. pretty reasonable. Yeah. I mean, although, was it more the Russian take, more of like a 60s, 70s thing? Or did like they a kinda, Cold War type of thing? Maybe. Like... I guess it might have been in the 80s, too. Yeah. Just Cold War, 80s, Reagan. We saw them, you know, the Reagan signs out of the Oh, yep. Bush, and, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, they could be Russian spies. Definitely not it's, aliens. I think no, the it, guy... I like how the police officers are making fun of this guy as soon yeah. as he walks in. Oh, what's with the aliens? And the the butt probing, probing and... Yeah. <laughs> It's it's not as far fetched. So no. he's, I think he he is on to something because with conspiracy theorists, like you can take one little fragment and a thing could just explode to multiple different. Yeah, and I like how they subtly talked about Eleven. You know, oh, I found out this guy was sneak or this girl was sneaking in this dude's basement. Yep. Or or the uh, the two doors that she smashed at the grocery store. Yep. And Hopper just seems to like. Shrug it off. Shrug it off. Being like, oh, that didn't really happen. Yeah, like, you also hear about the fat guy that goes down chimneys. Like, (laughs) it's like in the same case of Santa Claus. Like, it's it's all make-believe. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, his role is going to be kind of, you know, the guy that kind of maybe hunts around town, like, Mm -hmm. probably asking other people questions, you know, what happened. And then, obviously, the phone call to get Hopper away was, Mm -hmm. you know, another one of those situations with the destroyed pumpkins where right. I'm sure there's conspiracy theorists 
I mean, who knows if he did, but he could have been in his car following. Right. Following him like, oh, Cooper got this call. Where's he well, going? Gotta go. And yeah. the pumpkins were completely destroyed. What destroyed them? Was it the upside down? Did something. Was, was it Eugene? Oh, it could or have been. Eugene's it could have been Eugene. He's an ass. He I don't know who he is. The but. type of neighbor that you wouldn't want to have. <laughs> yep. Your prized possession pumpkins are now trash. Yep, especially two days before Halloween. <sighs> I mean, I don't know who goes pumpkin picking two days before Halloween. Right, Usually it's, it's like a week or something. Right. So maybe this guy just deserved to have his pumpkins completely <sighs> ruined. But I can you, see that. But did you think there was something other than a crow in the in the? I fields? did. When I first watched, uh, when we watched episode one, um, when you saw the crops move, first off, with the events that happened in Hawkins, you're like, okay, like, it's things got real, yeah. Like things that you wouldn't believe are actually happening. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past myself if I would have thought something else other than something that we've already known about. You know, like it, it could have been a small Demogorgon, a baby, uh, a baby one, a baby one that's in the crops. Like you kind know, of I escaped. wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. You know, put that on the back burner. That'd always be like a thought. No, but that crow kind of just it jumped yeah. out. Scares like ha ha you. Yeah. That would have scared me, too. I know. It's kind of like, uh, kind of reminded me of uh, E.T. in the cornfields. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, what's his name? Goes into the into the cornfields. E.T.'s just, I mean, it could have been something freaky <sighs> like that. on the kid's name. Elliot. Elliot, yes. Elliot. Elliot. Yes. I mean, it could have been something like that. He goes in there and just something freaks the shit out of him. He mm-hmm. turns around and hightails it back out. But... Obviously, it wasn't. Mm-mm. It was just a crow just pissing him off. But still, I mean, what caused the pumpkins to... Right. Well, will we know? Who knows? We might find out. Might find I think out. It's just, I think it might be just be the upside down kind of doing their its crossover. Like, it, it just kind of crossed over the plane just for like two minutes or whatever yeah, and just destroyed the destroyed the crops. And that might be, might be what we'll see. He's... Is seeing, what <clears throat> you know the chain. Whenever yeah. he has a vision, maybe it's not really a vision. It's a maybe foreshadowing it's... of what could come. Yep, exactly. Yeah, because that was a huge, yeah, huge field of pumpkins that just. I mean, and God. they were encased in flies night. too. Yeah, yep. and it happened. The funny thing is, is it happened at night, and it was. Was it the same night that Will saw the thing outside the arcade? Oh, you know what? I think it was. Yep. So I mean, he. Who knows? It because he came the next day and. Mm-hmm. That's happened, so maybe what Will saw was something kind of background foreshadowing of what happened to the pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that arcade scene was kind of surreal. Just them walking around, seeing. There's, I know I, I mentioned it when we watched the episode. Is um, I didn't grow up in the '80s, but watching Stranger Things, it had that nostalgia where it's just like. The experience, like, there's up-down in... In, in Minnesota. It, so, if yeah. you guys don't know, I think I've mentioned it before, but we're in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. um, in Minnesota. And, yeah, there's a awesome arcade bar called Up-Down. Yeah. And they have literally every retro game arcade you can game. imagine in there. And so, a few, few new ones here mm-hmm. and there. They have uh, Super Smash Brothers. But, uh, man, just standing in that arcade... yeah. Just remind the giant slices of pizza you get. The, the neon triangular shaped carpet designs and yep, yeah. See, I had to do the hunting for quarters thing like they did. Just hunting around my house trying to find piles of quarters to mm-hmm. go to my. Uh, I mean, we didn't have a arcade per se, but it was a skate. It was called Skate Town. It was a roller skate 
rink. Okay. They had its own arcade uh-huh. in it. And yeah, it was fine quarters, plug them in the machine and, and go. But I don't think I've had anyone ever uh, trump my scores before. No, yeah, see, that would that would uh, make me frustrated. Yeah, Dustin was upset. Mr. Mister or Mrs. Mad Max. They didn't, yeah. They didn't know at the time. They, yeah, at the time, you don't know who Mad Max is. It could have been, you know, Mel Gibson could have showed up and played... <laughs> played some Dig Dug? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to know what the high score on Centipede was. They didn't They didn't have a chance. They didn't specify They got that. so pissed at was Dig it? Dug. He... Because it wasn't Mad Max. Mad Max got Centipede and, and Dig Dug. Or maybe it was just Dig Dug. Because they didn't... I oh, I know. guess they mentioned those are the two they wanted to play. Yeah. Um, but he didn't really... Dustin quickly ran over to what I think is Centipede. Yep. And then he looked and then kind of turned around and they saw the score on Dig Dug. And it was, the funny thing was, they didn't even, you know, try to beat the score. At least maybe they didn't show it. They were in shock. They were like, oh my God, someone beat our high score. What do we do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, now they're trying to figure out who Mad Max is. And as we learned, it's a pretty hardcore uh, skater chick. Yeah, rebellious and it was, that skateboard wasn't even, like, new age. That was, like, an old school, like, yeah. back to the future Marty McFly skateboard. So she's she's rocking with style. She yep. she definitely has a uh, I-don't-care attitude when they introduce her. Yep. And the funny thing is, the boys do the whole stocky thing yep. on her. And obviously you know, and we know that it was because... She they wanted to find out if she was actually Mad Max, the mm-hmm. person that beat the highest score. But what's weird is is they last year they had such a weird impact with Eleven being a girl, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, we can't trust her. She's a girl. Please right. keep away from her." Oh, will our uh, Mike's in love with her? Uh-huh. And, and you know she's always he, there. All Mike's always standing up for her. But now they don't have that. They don't have that with Eleven, and maybe it's something. They're trying to find out. Maybe right. They're trying to figure out who this girl is and how they can, how they can, you know, talk to her. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. And it seems like uh, Mike is a little hesitant on approaching this because there's a scene in episode one uh, where they're they're spying on her on on recess. Yep. And she's skateboarding, and they're talking about her and just. The facial expressions on Mike was he was not interested. Like either he didn't want to replace Eleven, yeah, or that spot didn't deserve to be taken by anyone else. Type yeah. of thing. And Dustin and Lucas, they kind of went off on their own little hunt because mm-hmm. Dustin obviously that might be the love interest. Dustin and uh, and Mad Max you gotta show off those pearls, the pearly whites. Yes. He's got teeth now. He's no longer lispy. Nope. Well, kind of. A little bit. I think it's a little he's, lispy residue. He's got a, a cleaner tone to his voice this time around. Yep, yep. And we'll we'll see. I mean, I, the they just act like such kids too. Like mm-hmm. Lucas is looking through the the binoculars and like, oh, I think they're in a they're in a fight. And Dustin's like, yeah, I can see that. I don't even know why you're using those right. things. Like it's, <laughs> I can see that. Where I mean, yeah, they're standing right next to each other, and it's it's a little more. Um, noticeable when someone's standing behind a car with binoculars as if you didn't and you were just you know yeah yeah so we'll see how dustin and uh and mad max you know meet and mm-hmm. and start talking to each other i think it's going to be a uh, love at first sight for dustin probably 
I think so. Yeah. I mean, another love interest to talk about is uh, Nancy and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've definitely progressed yeah. quite a bit since uh, last year, going through the whole Barb thing. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're a lot more in sync. They're, you know, not the he's not playing more of the bad boy type role anymore. He's mm-hmm. more of the, you know, loving boyfriend. He definitely redeemed himself at the end of uh, season one. Yeah, coming back and swinging some nasty blows to the the Demigorden. Yeah, so. yeah. So and now you know he wants to be there for Nancy, and Nancy, you know, it seems like she wants to be there more for him. Mm-hmm. You know, helping him with his college essay, and then him, you know, going over to Barb's house and you know trying to console her parents, parents even though they're they've kind of gone. They've kind of off the deep end a little they've bit. They've gone off the deep end. Their house is for sale, and they have contacted the uh, uh, conspiracy theorists from the Chicago, Chicago Sun-Times. Ton- yeah. Yep. And they're like, oh, we got a real detective. You know, that, and then he's like, that smart-ass Hooper. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll find my barb. And it's, how do you, uh, you're sitting in front of your best friend's parents. You know how she, how she, she's dead. She's yep. she's gone, but her parents don't know that, and they have every ounce of hope that she's still alive. Yep, and I think a lot of that stems from Will coming back too. They're like, "Oh, Will made it back." So then Barbara so should Barb still can, you know, make yeah. it back. And it's kind of sad that no one really went, you know, looking for. But you kind of kind of yeah. know that it's it's not looking good. Not looking good for her, yeah. And you know, we'll see. How, we'll see what it comes of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that story is not over. No. So. Uh, did you also see uh, the sweatshirt that Dusty was wearing when uh, where he was splitting off from Lucas, went up the driveway, and it was about that time where the garbage can was rattling and he was wearing like a, a purple sweatshirt. It no. was a uh, Science Museum of Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. Represent Minnesota and Stranger Things. I guess, and obviously that wasn't, none of the show was filmed in Minnesota. No. But I kind of would like to look up, you know, where, you know, who the, maybe producer or... Right, uh, someone. Someone from Minnesota was uh, part of Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Here, let's see. I guess in the meantime, uh, we could talk about that that garbage can. Yeah, that... What uh, What was in it? Cat it, or uh, fiend? I don't, I don't know. The way that uh, Hawkins is after season one, I mean, it could it could have been a, a trash panda, it could have been a raccoon. Um, again, you saw uh, Will excuse himself. Yeah, and then he hacked up this slug. baby demigorn. Maybe thinking well, that's this what it was. Some some a slug. A slug of some kind. Of some kind that went down the drain, so you, you don't know where that went. Yeah, it could have creeped off. and Somewhere, and it's there's some interesting about that garbage can, because I think it was a pretty smart move on, on Dustin not to check it out. Cause, Which is new. Because right. in any other horror, sci-fi, they anything, would check it. They would check it, and they, you know, they'd be dead. They'd be like, oh, "Lift garbage can." Boom! Comes out. It grabs you. Gets sucked into the garbage can, and or something fa- like that. Face hugger. Face yep. hugger from uh, aliens. Yep. Just pops out. Or what if it was like uh, one of those things oh, from uh, I forgot the from Half Life, the head oh. crabs or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that 
It could be anything. It could be anything. But here, so I found it. Stranger Things 2 features Minnesota Museum swag. There you go. Yep. Stranger Things dropped on Netflix overnight, and if you look closely, you'll find some sweet Minnesota swag. Mm-hmm. Yes, the kids combating evil in the Upside Down circa 1983 are back for another long-awaited season, just in time for Halloween. Okay, there you go. In the first episode of the second season, Dustin can be seen wearing a purple hoodie featuring a fossil of a brontosaurus. Underneath, its Thunder Lizard nickname reads Science Museum of Minnesota. This, you guessed it, got the attention of the Science Museum of Minnesota. So, and it looks like the Science Museum posted something on Twitter. Apparently, they want one. The, the Science Museum of Minnesota wants a purple brontosaurus shirt. So, do you think Dustin visited that? Might have. Or maybe went on vacation? or Someone related to the show. Yeah, it doesn't actually say. I was trying to see if someone from the show might have... You know, gone. maybe been a Minnesotan or family or maybe it was just a family trip or I mean, where is Hawkins? Let's let's find that out. I guess maybe I don't know off the top of my my head. I think maybe Indiana. That's Indiana. What, okay. Hawkins, Indiana. Hawkins, Stranger Things. Let's see. Let's see what it comes up with. I always like Googling things. Yep, Indiana. Okay, so they're not far from Minnesota. It could have no. been a uh, could have been drive. a family drive. Yeah, and uh, wait, that actually puts a different twist on the Pittsburgh thing. Yeah, because when Dustin got home after he didn't check the garbage can, the news in on the TV when he walked in was was talking about Pittsburgh. And I was like, there's just there's kind of a little distance between the two. Yeah, where did? Okay, so if she was part of the experiments unless there's mm. hey maybe there's just separate upside down entry points maybe it is right. a global or that US we don't conspiracy know that we don't know about yet that i like it yeah i like it but now i think we solved might have solved the purple dinosaur shirt yeah yeah i think he went on vacation he went on vacation or found it at a goodwill i mean there's a lot of goodwills and Indiana, I'm that's sure. That's true. He, maybe he liked, really likes dinosaurs, too. That, that is possible. But that's awesome. I hope we see more Minnesota. You know, we can represent. Mi- Minnesota right, representing like, some Stranger Things. We we get forgotten sometimes. But yeah. I think next season, str- season, season three of Stranger Things. Could film in Minnesota. Film in Minnesota. Or be Minnesota-based. Yes. The kids, uh, the kids go on a road trip mm-hmm. to Minnesota to visit the Science Theater of... Uh, or Science uh, Museum, Museum of Minnesota. Of Minnesota. Go up and check Duluth, film up in Duluth or yeah. something. Or southern Minnesota. Southern. There's trees everywhere. Right, you, can... could, you could film in Minnesota and still say that it's in Hawkins. You could. You could. You could You could switch it up like that. I guess I wonder where they did film it. Yeah. I wonder if they filmed it in Indiana. Maybe. I don't know. All right, we can stop looking at that. <laughs> I do like uh, Googling things. We do tend to... I do tend to Google a lot of things while recording a podcast because I always like knowing. Right. I do. So yeah, what else? What else about uh, episode one kind of jumps out at you? Uh, relationship between Nancy and Jonathan. Oh. Uh, there is a part in episode one where one of the more popular girls is sending out Halloween invitations. Yep. And she gives one to Nancy, but skips over Jonathan. And I don't think he wanted to go though. No. I think he was like, you know what? A lot's happened. Right. Our family's been kind of. Wants, wants to overlook, you know, keep in contact with Will, you know, 
watch yep. over him and but it was the fact that uh, Nancy went back and grabbed another invitation. And invited him and said, hey, you should come. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'd probably be there for like 10 minutes and, yeah. and just leave. But maybe, maybe. Could, be, could be fun. But I know Halloween plays a huge, huge role in this in, season. Yep. So it's, I'm sure that party is going to come into play. Obviously, you know, this really isn't a spoiler, but the trailers show the kids in... Uh, the Some Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters garb. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, Ghostbusters was definitely. Uh, it was a big hit. Definitely 80s. Mm-hmm. Is that 1983, I think? Ghostbusters? I think Ghostbusters was 1983. 83 or 84? Well, it was, uh, uh, let's see. We shall see. Google is our best friend sometimes. What about, uh, while you're looking that up, um, Hopper and Eleven? Yeah, that's crazy. I I mean, I obviously knew from the end of season one that he was hunting for and was going to mm-hmm. try and coax her out or, you know, find her. But where she was found is that's a the mystery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where did he find her? Did he set up a booby trap? Just kind of like. Right. You puts, like, you know, you see him at the end of season one. And he's putting Eggo waffles and other treats from that Christmas party or whatever in that. That box could have just, like, handcuffed and... You know. But, no, but... Uh, I don't think he necessarily trapped her, but I no. think she was, you know, like, ooh, this guy really likes me or wants to take care of me. He doesn't mm-hmm. want me alone out in the woods. Maybe eventually he'll bring me back into town. I can hang out with Mike and mm-hmm. everyone. Cause I mean, Mike's looking for her. Mike's, I mean, it's been a year later, but Mike it, is still on that walkie trying to... Yep, sitting underneath the table... On that walk, he's still trying to call Eleven, um, and you you definitely see her in episode one. Yep. She's got some hair. She's got a full head, a uh, full set of hair, and uh, yeah, it's, it's curly. It's it's curly. It's got a lot it's, of curls. It's that eighties eighties curl, I think. And I wonder if uh, Hooper was like, okay, you can't have straight hair anymore. Right. I guess you've never really had hair, but maybe he was like, you know what? Style it. We'll get you. We'll take you. Get you a perm. You, you can't go back to what you had in season one. It's got to be. It's got to be different. It's got to be stylish. Yep. Yeah. So Ghostbusters was June of 1984. So actually, it came out for this TV show. Came out three months oh, or four perfect. months. Four months prior. So these kids obviously just saw it and were right. like, "Perfect for Halloween. Perfect time. Perfect timing for Halloween." I'm sure 1984 was a huge. Ghostbusters mm-hmm. here for for costumes and obviously costumes back in the 80s weren't they were more build it yourself you saw Joyce sewing the, the Ghostbusters logo. patch on the on it uh-huh. you look in the you look at um, pictures like screenshots of it you see uh, Lucas is using a vacuum I think mm-hmm. and you know they're putting these things together because you know maybe technology wasn't there or it just wasn't out yet but I feel like these were more of the more time for homemade costumes mm-hmm. and trying to do things you like than to go into the store and buying costumes. Because who knew that Ghostbusters four months later would be popular enough to right be a Halloween costume? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you nerds would have would have dressed but, up, but but yeah. So funny, funny thing is, so we're talking about uh, Egos. So apparently, uh, Ego has a rule list. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of the other rules are. But rule number 11 is waffles are delicious in any dimension. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I I could see if I got stuck in the upside down. 
I think I want some Eggo waffles. Some Eggo waffles. Just carry. Would that be what you carry in a knapsack when you're I crossing so. over? If you're like, hey, scientists, I'll be your guinea pig. I'm going over to the upside right. down. I'd, I'd have that, and I'd have one of those trench coats where, like, people try to sell stuff, and it would just be, like, pockets full of, like, Eggo waffles. You could tempt the demigorgons with Eggo waffles. Right. Hey, that's not actually a bad idea. I bet they'd like them. Yeah? I mean, Eleven liked them. It would be a different uh, food choice, but I think they would... Human? Be... Human over Eggo waffles? I think they could adapt to it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like blood, but syrup. Syrup's you like just, blood. You right. put it in the... Put enough syrup on it, I think it will work. And they might tucker them out, too, because it's a, you know, high, uh, um... Uh, what is it, like? Words. Words. Um, the corn. Uh, corn starch. Star- it's a starchy Very, food. And, yeah. And the demigorgons eat enough waffles, they might just tucker out and fall asleep, and then you could stab them. But who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't know why. First of all, I don't even know why these guys are messing with the upside down still. Right. If it were me... And just if this move shit on. went down, I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. Be like, let's, let's find some another conspiracy. You know, mm-hmm. aliens. We can we can focus on that a little bit. Yeah, we could, we could do or that. Loch Ness monster. Let's get out of some the United Bigfoot. States and big Bigfoot head up to Seattle mm-hmm. or up to the Canada and check out some Bigfoot. These because these demigorgons and whatever else is in the upside down is mm-hmm. nothing to be trifled with. No, and they're gonna learn hardcore. Yeah, they're gonna and- learn. You you see in episode one too that uh, the door is still there. Yeah, still open. It, still open. I don't know why they just didn't leave it shut. Did did it shut at the end of season one? Did I don't they burn so. it out? I don't think so. I might have to watch the season finale again. Because I Maybe think we should have done that. Watch yeah, the season finale and then watched episode and one. And then watched episode one because it was Joyce and um, and uh, Hopper. They went in to look for Will, and then. Eleven killed uh, the Demogorgon, uh, and that was that. I think that was the last time we saw the door was when they walked through it. Yep. But they had someone in, like, a thermal hazmat suit with the flamethrower that was doing something, closing it, Cl- keeping, it, keeping at bay. it at bay. Yeah, maybe try not to let anything out. Right. That could be it. Well, there's a lot to see. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to learn. A lot to, a lot to know. Mm-hmm. We might... Uh, we might come back for another uh, podcast after we watch the entire season, mm-hmm. and when we get the crate, I think when we get the special edition loot crate, I think we'll, uh, you know, maybe sit down again and chat about what came in the box, and you know, kind of go over our rest of our thoughts for season two. That could be kind of a cool follow up to this special podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing that I want to tell everyone or if you know about um i've actually uh, downloaded and started playing the stranger things game on my tablet um it's going to be downloaded on itunes or android it's an 8-bit nintendo style kind of hunt for uh hearts and different cool collectibles throughout the town of hawkins and i think you mentioned uh earlier that it was kind of like a Zelda. Kind of like a Zelda-style type game. You have, you, got, you can go to your big, large map, and you kind of find where you go through the trees, and it kind of closes up. The doorways to everything kind of seems very very Zelda-ish. And you can go to the Upside Down, which is kind of cool, and you actually hunt and find the characters. and So it's, it's pretty sweet. If anyone out there has, has played it yet, um, you can also comment on our uh, podcast what you thought of it. I'll post a couple things on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You guys can uh, um, 
make some comments. We like getting some feedback going. Um, you can follow us on uh, Facebook um, at, at Loot Losers, or you can just type in Loot Time into the search field and uh, like our page. Um, we're always doing some really fun stuff on there, posting pictures. We're starting to do contests. Unfortunately, the feedback on contests haven't been the best. Kind of wish they were, but who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't like free stuff? I love free stuff. So Kevin says you should like free stuff just like him. Yep. So when next contest we put up, you need to you need to participate. Hopefully you do. Um, you can also follow us at uh, Loot Losers on Twitter and Instagram. Um, like our like our photos, like our tweets, reply to our tweets. We like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have any questions, comments, um, how we run our podcast, uh, anything you'd like us to talk about, you know, you can email us at uh, looptime at yahoo.com. So we like keeping it uh, pretty real. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, uh, I'll plug the uh, Stranger Things crate again. Um, there's still time available. It's uh, basically a giant box with uh, Stranger Things from Season 1 and Season 2 in it. Um, it's about $111 worth of stuff, all for $60. Um, it ships mid-November, so hop on. And uh, also subscribe to regular Loot Crate. Um, we'll be posting another uh, deal soon on our, our website, which is looptime.podbean.com. Um, all you got to do is click on that, and you can save 10% on uh, your newest subscription of Loot Crate. Um, this upcoming crate is Unite uh, 2.0. There was oh. a there was a Unite earlier on. One of the earlier Loot Crates was Unite. But this one. Unite 2.0. And so you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to sign up. And if you sign up by the end of Halloween. Mm-hmm. You get 30% off your subscription. So do it. All you got to do is enter the code HALLOWEEN31. And you'll save 31%. I think it's 30 or 31. I think they might have tied it. 31% on your newest subscription to Loot Crate. And it can be any of their monthly subscriptions. So Loot Crate, Loot Crate DX, Loot Pets, Lootware, Any one of them. So go online. Sign up now. I'll make sure this podcast gets posted at least a day before that ends. So that way everyone can uh, participate. Um, but yeah, that's about all the loot time we have today. I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Ebner. And to quote Stranger Things, we never would have upset you if we knew you had superpowers. Oh.